0: Welcome back to the Family CTO podcast, your place to hear candid conversations about which cool, practical gadgets belong in your digital household. I'm your host, Scott Tharler. As you might've guessed from the thumbnail and title, this episode is all about tech for your pets. Even more specifically, it's one you dog owners in the audience will really appreciate. Later on in the show, we'll discuss a whole lot of devices designed to keep your canine happy, healthy, and clean. But first, we ask the age-old question, what's better than an invisible fence? According to brothers Ken and Michael Ehrman, the answer is a virtual fence. What does that mean? How does it work? And why might this tech pack collar be the last one you ever need to buy? Sit, stay, and find out for yourself. Ken and Michael, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much for having us. We're happy to be here. So let's get to know you guys. You two are brothers. So I guess I'll just choose one in fairness. Ken, why don't you tell us about your background and how this led up to Halo?
1: Sure. Well, I'm an engineer. And right after I graduated, I went into the Internet of Things business, although it wasn't called that back then. But that concept is now everywhere where devices are connected to the Internet. And basically, I would started a company right after I graduated to put devices on Fortune 100 company assets like forklifts, rental cars, and trailers to make sure they're being used safely and efficiently. I was doing that my whole career on about 500,000 really high value assets. And unfortunately, my niece's dog got out of their invisible fence and was run over by a car and killed. And it was really tragic. And I had the invisible fence myself, so I understood the technology. But what I, at that moment, I realized I could improve this product dramatically by putting a device in the collar that knows where it is because GPS was accurate enough. So you could really prevent that from ever happening again and keep dogs safe. It's amazing. I Googled it after that. Over 10 million dogs are lost every year. And over a million dogs, it says, are run over by a car. So I knew this was a really big problem that I had the expertise to solve. And that was the beginning of Halo was born out of that tragedy.
0: I read on your site, the dog's name was Ruby. And so this, it starts off with a, a sad story, but it's based on your experience with IoT and devices and knowing that you could improve on something. I think that's probably how most inventions start. Somebody goes, wow, either this shouldn't happen or this really should happen much better.
1: Right, I had owned the invisible fence. Not only can the dog get out, but they also potentially get corrected if they go back in. So they're really discouraged to go back in. So I basically was like, look, the dog's not going to know the difference between an accurate GPS signal. And that really just opens up the technology to instantly set it up, taking it with you, taking the fence with you. It basically allows you to take your dog with you safely everywhere you go and know that they're not going to become one of those statistics.
0: Okay. Well, before we get too far into the product, because I do want to talk a lot about the product, let's talk about how your brother got involved. So Michael, how did you get into this?
2: So Ken and I have been working together. Actually, the company he talked about earlier with the high value assets, we were working there together. And it's very fortunate. It's very unusual. We actually had gone to college together and we worked at the previous company together so really we had been working and in some cases living in the same place for over 25 years my role is on the product development side so my job is to understand the technology and implement the solutions from all the elements of the technology so that's my expertise i've been doing that for a very long time with all these other products so when ken had this challenge or this idea i was the first person he called and when he explained to me that it didn't exist, immediately we started brainstorming. We just sat there and went back and forth on all the things this product could do and why this is such an amazing thing that's going to help so many people. It's better and more meaningful than what I've been doing for 25 years. And I decided then and there that I'm going to move on from what I've been doing for so long and move into something new and what I thought was better, which was Halo.
0: It sounds like you guys are doing a lot of commercial stuff and not as much on the consumer side. So that's like a whole new world. Can you speak a little bit about invisible fences? How do they work? And what are some of the restrictions that you noticed and that you immediately were seeking to improve upon?
1: As someone who owned the invisible fence, I would say the biggest thing was that I couldn't take my dog with me. So if I went to my brother's house, he had a fence and his dog could be off the leash. But mine had to be on the leash. So my dog wanted to play with his dog, but his dog's running around and I'm holding on to mine because most of the time the invisible fence collar is not compatible with someone else's wire. So you can't really take your dog with you. So it really is about, you can instantly set up your fence. You can take your dog with you to the beach. You can take the fence with you. You can set up a fence. If you have a house, like a homeowner's association where you can't dig up wires, but maybe you have a community area that you can have your dog run free. Well, you can do all of that with Halo. So the first thing is it allows you to make 20 fences inside your collar. So you can bring your dog to 20 places safely. But beyond that, you're still tracked by the system. So the, the system is going to continually try to get your dog to return back to safety, unlike the invisible fence. And also often with the invisible fence, the wire gets cut or damaged. And then it's really hard to find. And it sometimes can't even be installed because you have a big driveway or rocks or a stream. So you can really install this in any topography and set it up instantly, no matter what the conditions. And we hear a lot of great stories. Someone had a a mountain house where they said, you know what, we want to keep the dogs off the lake because it's frozen or partly frozen and they don't know any better. So they just cordoned that area off. Or I talked to another family who said that their dog used to run into the street and they really didn't have anything they could do about it. And their daughter, their six year old daughter, would chase them into the street. So this product is really amazing. And of course, the little girl also loves it because she knows her dog's going to be safe. And one other guy took their dog to work. So he was a mechanic and he had a huge parking lot, but his dog was always cooped up inside. So he just drew a fence around his parking lot and let his dog out in the parking lot. So there's just so many different ways that you can use it, but it all comes down to bringing your dog with you and allowing them to safely be a dog.
0: It's interesting that the whole idea of invisible fences is supposed to be that it's flexible, but it really is restrictive, not in the right way. It's restrictive when it works just in your yard. And it seems like it's a lot of work and a lot of digging and, and all that setup. But then it's not flexible enough and there are collateral issues like you're saying with if your kid starts chasing the pet. I know we just have a cat and we just started letting the cat outside and I was outside taking out the trash and I saw the cat like run into the middle of the road and I was yelling, what are you doing? (laughs) Don't they teach you this in kitten school? Sometimes animals for all the other instincts they have, they don't have that instinct. Don't be in this one spot
1: by spending the last two and a half years with caesar i learned so much about dogs and all of that expertise is built into the collar and we could talk a little bit about that but like the biggest part of that is inside the collar is the ability to make make virtually any sound a lot of different sounds like caesar's famous sound or vibration or static to get the dog's attention or a whistle or a dog whistle. So all these capabilities to really communicate with your dog. And again, it's amazing. Like I take my dog for a walk with the collar and she runs off. When I call her name, she doesn't even listen very often, half the time, and sees her explain the reason why. Because you use the dog's name for so many different purposes. So when I say Reese's Sit or Reese's Play or whatever I say, it's so many different ways I use her name If she goes running off in the distance after somebody, she doesn't know that I'm saying come back or that I'm trying to get her attention because what she's doing is something I don't want. So he said, if you set up something specific, like a whistle that always means come back, that's going to get the dog's attention every time. So we built into the system that you can press a button on the app. It's going to cause a whistle to come out of the collar through Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, or cellular, depending upon where the dog is and where you are, relatively instantaneously, and the dog is going to come back to you and be safe. And it's really fun. It's almost like a video game, like you're speaking dog.
0: That's cool. So you mentioned Caesar, that's Caesar Milan. How did you get involved with him, this well-known dog trainer?
1: That's a great question. So basically, I knew that the technology was something that with Michael's help, I had the expertise to create. We had known and been working with this entire ecosystem of technology suppliers for 25 years so we knew all the right people to go to put this thing together but I was like why not make it something much better and get the world's renowned expert on dogs involved not just for his expertise in how the collar functions and the training process but he had 12 million followers and everyone knows him so he brings a tremendous amount of credibility and all of that wisdom of dog understanding of how they think has been built into this design. So you're getting the combination of Michael's technology expertise and Caesar's dog expertise, and he's been testing it and seeing it come to life with us for the last two and a half years. So it's a project he's really so committed to and excited about. But basically, I knew I needed someone like that, but he was the only one I could think of. I couldn't even come up with a second person. But when I reached out to him at the time, his business people, said, we've been approached by everybody else. Motorola, Fitbit, Apple, you name the companies and why would we work with you guys? And eventually when they heard our vision and understood our experience, Caesar thought this would give him the most flexibility and ability to get exactly what he envisioned. So it was a great relationship right from the start.
0: And so he was actually involved in the development of the product?
1: yeah he's one of the founders. It was me, Michael and Caesar. And basically, we were trying to create the iPhone for dogs from Caesar's perspective because he speaks dog and people speak app. So he was like, let's try to bridge that gap
2: through this collar. so just let me add to that. the way the traditional invisible fences is, is installed and then the dog learns it involves bringing in an outside person and using all these different things like flags and all these other methods. and We wanted this product to be something that builds your bond with your dog. Once you've gotten this product deployed, not only do you have safety and peace of mind about your dog not running away, but you have a much better bond with your dog. So we said, how can we do this without a third-party trainer coming in? How could people do this themselves? And what has the industry been doing wrong all this time? And we went through it step-by-step with Caesar, knowing, as Caesar does, how dogs really respond and what their behavior is and their psychology. So we really rethought the whole process from the ground up. We made it a very simple process that you can follow right in the app. And that all came from Caesar's expertise.
0: And so tell me a little bit about the setup. I order the product, it shows up, and then what happens in between that and I'm actually set up and going?
1: Let me try to answer that one first, but Michael, you could jump in if I leave something out. So once a week, Michael and I go into what's called the dog park. And what that means is on our website, if you're a new customer, Michael and I go in there and give you a walkthrough, here's your collar, here's how you would set it up, and it's interactive, and it familiarizes everyone with the collar and all the major features. And then they go through training. So on the app that you download, it takes you through the training process.
0: And the, you're saying the people go through the training, the owners go through the training?
1: There's owner training and dog training. So you go through the owner training first to learn about the Halo system and how do we most effectively use it. And then now we're going to train my dog, which by the way, Caesar would say is really training you to speak dog because your dog wants to listen and wants to understand. They just don't know what you want. So it's about getting them to understand what you're looking for and the repetition that ultimately creates a situation where you have an amazingly trained dog that can respond to presses on your app.
0: So how long does it take from when it arrives to when we're up and going?
1: Dogs are great at learning, like sound means something. So like I had an old doorbell, but then I put in the ring. So then my dog within two days learned the new ring sound and knew that meant someone was at the door. So they're really good at associating sounds with some kind of external stimulus. So it comes down to two things. Beep means fence and whistle means come back. And they can learn that in a day or two. But what we recommend and strongly advise, and Caesar strongly believes, is that if you do it for 21 days and you repeat it, first of all, it's fun to do, then they'll remember it for a lifetime guaranteed.
2: And I just want to re-emphasize, I'm not sure if we emphasize it enough. All there is in this product is the app and what comes in that small box. There's nothing to mount, install, wire, dig, nothing. And again, we walk you through it step-by-step, make it very easy. It's all built into the app and you just follow along and anyone can do it.
0: And this is why I wanted to feature it on the show because it's the kind of tech that I like. It's something that's pretty simple, but powerful. It's something that really, I hate to use the term game-changing because it's so overused, but it's necessary and it changes the way you do this necessary thing. What else can you tell me about what's in the app and what sort of controls you have? You said that you can set up 20 different fences, but how does what you do in the app get transferred to the caller? Because eventually is my understanding, that once it's in the caller, then you don't necessarily need the app. The caller just knows what to do.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Let me talk about that a little bit. So some of the things you're doing in the app are really setting things up. One I mentioned already is you're going through the training. The training is a step-by-step combination of videos and, and some text and some photos walking through a training process to learn everything. Like you said, once you've gone through the training and your dogs have gone through the training, you don't really need to use again unless you want to remember something. You want to go back and you can anytime you want. The next thing you're doing is you're setting up fences. There's two ways that we provide that you can do that. One is just literally drawing on a map that's within the app, drawing with your finger where you want virtual fence posts. If you think about it, and you just put a little dot at each fence post and we connect them for you. When you close that fence, it creates a safe area that your dog should stay inside of. We also let you do it with the actual collar. So you can, to get it to be a little bit more accurate, because it's hard to tell where everything is on the map, even when you zoom in, you can take one of your collars. If you have more than one, it doesn't matter which one you take. And you could walk around your property or wherever you are with it and define those fence posts by just using the collars location to define where each post is. Either one is very simple. So that's really creating a fence. You can have as many fences, up to 20, as you want. And the idea is that the dog should stay inside it. The next thing is really just taking each collar that you get and linking it to your account, linking it to your dog. Very simple, straightforward process. And also connecting it to your Wi-Fi. So Ken mentioned it earlier. Every collar supports communication over Bluetooth directly to your phone, Wi-Fi to your home network or your neighbor's network or wherever you set it up, and also cellular. But there are advantages to setting up Wi-Fi, especially when the dog's indoors. So we walk you through setting that up. It's a very simple process. And once everything's set up, like you said, the information you set up is downloaded into the collar. One more thing that I think is important as you go through training, we set up each collar with some default settings for what the feedback mechanisms are, whether it's beeping or vibration or whatever those are, but you can customize it and we want you to. So we walk you through how to do that how to make adjustments for your dog. Maybe you have two different dogs who have different behavior and you need to adjust it, each one accordingly. So you'll do that as well during the training process. All that gets downloaded into the collar automatically. You don't have to do anything. It just does that as you make changes. And the collar, like you said, will then continue to work offline, even if it's not on the internet. It has a job to do, which is contain your dog, give you peace of mind, and it will do that with or without the internet. However, Since it is a connected device, it's an IoT device, it does report back to the system. It reports telemetry data. It reports events like this thing just happened at this time in this location. So we do give you the ability to see what's going on. Where are my dogs right now? Are they inside the fence right now? And we have a map built into the app where you can very quickly see where your dogs are. Are they safe? What's going on with their collars? What condition is everything in? And then also if an event fires, we'll send you a notification. So you get push notifications sent to your phone. So let's say a dog, for some reason, it ignores the collar's feedback and decides to approach the fence line, you'll get a push notification sent to your phone. So you don't need to look at it because the collar's job is to keep your dog contained for you, but it's nice to know that you can whenever you want to. So it gives you that peace of mind.
0: So how often does the collar need to be charged? I'm sure that's a common question
2: every night. Basically, you're supposed
1: to take it off your dog every night anyway because it can cause some issues of irritation if you leave it on all the time. So you take it out at night, you charge it, and then you uh put it on in the morning. So that it's like your cell phone. It lasts a full day. Okay. By the way, Michael is working on some firmware that's going to make it two or three days. That's not out yet. But one of the things that is cool about this is it is an IoT platform, so it's going to get constantly upgraded with new features and capabilities.
0: Great. I, I had a couple of questions I thought of when Michael was talking. One was, is it actively sort of breadcrumbing and literally showing you exactly where your dog is going? Or is it just like a, is it a live thing that like at this moment, your dog is right here?
2: It's a combination. The most fundamental thing is to see where your dog is right now. But if there was an event, like your dog approached the fence line, and uh, it sent you a notification. You'll also see historically where that happened on your map. So you'll see, oh, it tried to leave the fence by the front yard, by the sidewalk in this location. You'll see that too.
1: But if you're looking at the map on the app, it's updating every second where the dog is, which is pretty cool.
0: So tell me, how does it work with multiple dogs? You obviously need multiple collars for starters.
2: Right, yeah, so basically you just go through the process of Assigning the collar to your dog for each collar that you have. Each dog gets assigned a different color. So there's a LED on the collar that blinks that dog's color. So you can easily tell the collars apart at night, for example. It's very easy to tell one from another. We really recommend strongly that you do training one-on-one with each dog. And then you set up your feedback for each dog individually because they each have different temperaments. And we want you to go through that training process with each dog. That's
1: another thing. There's the ability to really customize it to your dogs, like Michael said, temperament, but what Caesar would call it is energy level.
2: One cool thing, just as an example of something you could do, is let's say your dogs are out playing safely in the yard and you're in the kitchen, you just want to call them home. We give you the ability with the app that you can press a button and send both of them at the same time a, what we call the return whistle, which could be different for each dog, but both dogs know what it means. Instead of opening up the back door and yelling for them to come home, your dogs come running to the back door because they've been trained that that return whistle means come home. I've got food for you. I have got a treat for you.
0: I wish I had something like that for my kids just to get them to the dinner table. So just to be clear, once you set up the geo fences, then you can map that onto additional collars.
2: So basically you set up the fences and all your dogs share those fences. So you have to just set up once. So let's say your yard is fenced in You do that one time, however many dogs or collars you have, they'll all, as long as they're part of your account, they're going to share that fence. That's very
0: cool. What other stuff do you wish was built in? Is there anything with speakers or cameras? Like what sorts of things, like now that you've done this, it seems amazing, but the mind starts to wander.
1: We have a two-year roadmap. We have a whole list. We were just reviewing it before this call of all the different features that we wanted to have. There's... So many things you can do with this technology, whether it's sharing fences with other people, creating communities, seeing where other people are, finding local training, other languages. What's amazing is all dogs speak the same language. So this has applicability really uh, worldwide. More training, all sorts of capabilities that we're looking at just continually adding.
2: And what's nice, like Ken said, is you don't need a new collar. You're just going to get these features over the air automatically as part of our Halo pack. You're just going to get upgrades, new features come out on the collar, new features come out within the app, and you're just going to get that being part of our ecosystem. Is there like a monthly fee for the service? Right
1: now, there is no subscription fee. We haven't implemented that yet. So the customers are getting free service. But eventually, we're going to have two plans. One is the basic plan, which would be unlimited cellular. Unlimited data, all sorts of other things that are on our website. And that's going to be like $5 a month. But then for $30 a month, you're going to get access to Caesar Milan training content. So we're almost like the Peloton of dog training. You're going to get these experts that are helping people with any types of dog training problems that they might have. So you're getting access to world-renowned trainers through the Halo network. So that's going to be the gold. And then the basic level is, I just want a fence. And I just want to take my dog with me. And the basic training works great.
0: It seems like the, the theme across the product and the app and all the features is just simple,
2: flexible, powerful. That's definitely been the goal.
0: No one sets
1: out to not achieve those things. As an engineering manager for 30 years in this evolving industry, what's amazing is that with the experience that Michael has in putting together an Internet of Things ecosystem with 500,000 devices all out there right now reporting in and providing data in a secure way that Michael's been architecting and designing for a very long time. He's already been through 25 years of mistakes with real customers that we fixed and built in and it couldn't have happened like the power management switching from wi-fi to cellular to bluetooth instantaneously the gps accuracy we couldn't have even done this five years ago even at our former company so it's really it's just a confluence of dog expertise and technology finally getting to the point where it could support something like this
0: I love how this speaks to the sort of techie in me, and it also speaks to the lifestyle of this is just a natural extension of what people do, and that's why I founded this channel.
2: Yeah, we agree. Absolutely. People are connected themselves. Why shouldn't their dogs be connected to them through technology?
0: So the website is HaloCollar.com. and the price, I think the retail, it retails for $1,000, and I think I saw a special on there now, but What can you tell me about the price? I'm not a dog owner, so it seems like probably comparable to what somebody would spend on an invisible fence.
1: Well, an invisible fence is usually two to $3,000. So this is less expensive than that, but But it also does training. So if you wanted to do the alternative, you'd need to buy four different collars, a GPS tracker collar, an invisible fence, for two to $3,000, some other kind of training, which could be, you know, now is all through virtual. So with this device, it's really a great return on investment because for $1,000, you get all of those things and you can take them with you. But it does have an extremely rugged enclosure. So it's a world-class product suitable of something that Caesar Milan would be a part of that's going to allow you to seamlessly communicate with your dogs. There's so many things that the technology allows you to do and really, when it comes to having a well-trained dog, what Cesar loves to say is they need rules, boundaries, and limitations, just like children do. So, you know, this really allows you to set those up. Then they can go out and be a dog, and you can feel safe that they're not going to really become
2: one of those statistics.
0: Well, Ken and Michael, thanks so much for stopping by, and I really appreciate you telling us about Halo Collars.
2: Thank you. I really appreciate being here. Yeah,
0: thanks for having us. Building off that super-sounding collar, we've rounded up some other great tech solutions that can help you care for your dog. Wopet makes a series of smart feeders. Their Chimp model holds seven liters, which is about 29 cups or just under two gallons of dry food. As a sort of high-tech feeding bell, you can record your voice to play a personal message at the up to four automatic feeding times. And that's just their base model. Their top-of-the-line Sprite 2 features a built-in HD camera and Wi-Fi so you can see, talk to, record, and feed your pet remotely with adjustable meal portions and in-app reporting to promote healthy eating habits. Ready to ditch the kibble? The Dash Dog Treat Maker allows you to make your own dog treats up to eight bone-shaped puppy snacks at a time using your own healthy ingredients. It basically looks like a home waffle maker covered in little bone and paw print marks. In fact, they easily could have called it the woofle maker, but on second thought, it's probably better that they didn't. Moving on to your dog's health and well-being, we found a product called Splish, which is an interesting and appropriate mashup of the words splash and leash, because it does just that. It's a little difficult to describe the shape of it, but let's see. In a way, it sort of looks like a really odd-shaped donut. The handle side is thinner so you can grip it, and it has a little trigger. We'll get to that in a second. And the other side is thicker so it can hold more water inside. You can either spray other dogs to ward them off or flip down the little gullet and let them lap up water directly from there. Sounds like a lifesaver for walks, especially on really hot days. Speaking of hot, temp stick. Is a little battery-powered wi-fi enabled device that measures the temperature from 140 degrees fahrenheit all the way down to negative 40 along with the humidity in the air as given by a percentage and then reports those key stats in an app based on what critical levels you set so for example among its many uses you could leave one of these in the car rv or vacation home to make sure it's not getting dangerously hot or cold for your pets. According to the Waggle website, heat stroke or even death could happen in less than half an hour under extreme conditions. Instead of Wi-Fi, their rechargeable product works on cellular. So you'll have to pay for that service on Verizon. But then it also offers GPS functionality. You can have it alert up to five family members by text or email and coming soon it'll also work with your Amazon smart speaker so you could ask it how's the dog doing and it would bark back an answer the speaker not the dog okay so let's talk about activity trackers yes activity trackers for your dog and listen to what these waterproof wonders can do for up to six months on a single battery charge the Fit Bark 2 monitors sleep quality mobility and pain stress and anxiety, itchiness and skin diseases, calories burned and distance traveled. Wow. (laughs) And the Animo, which is a little more money, can also detect barking and shaking and let you know when there's a significant increase in those behaviors, which are key indicators in your dog's health and well-being. These both seem like great products for measuring the behavior and overall health of your dog, but without having firsthand or first paw experience with either of these slick little devices in their companion apps it's difficult to recommend one over the other it might have stuck out to you just a minute ago that those activity trackers can detect stress and anxiety it kind of makes us think of secret life of pets and while it might look cute or funny in the movies it's a real problem because no you don't want your dog to tear up your stuff as payback for leaving them alone but you also don't want them to be genuinely worried in a way that negatively affects their health. Well, Calmer Canine purports to train your dog to both suffer and act out less from separation anxiety, just one of several anxieties that might be present. Their website discusses several therapy modalities you could explore and explains how their system works, which involves a little battery pack attached to what looks like a little thin black halo that rests on your dog's head and can be attached to their vest that straps around the dog's neck or chest. This seems like it may help treat the dog or help them feel better, as opposed to, say, one of those ultrasonic bark controllers that just trains them to fight their natural instinct to bark. A much more fun and tasty dog training product is the Pup Pod Rocker with Feeder. The rocker part is a wobbly little device that makes sounds. Based on whether they bat the rocker after the right sound it wirelessly triggers the feeder device to shoot out a few treats at a time, and we do mean shoot out, like across the room. So it's a way for your dog to concentrate, get a little exercise, and some yummy rewards. The feeder unit also has a built-in, high-def, wide-angle webcam with night vision, so you can start a game session remotely from the app and then watch them play. Among the myriad other play-minded products, CheerBowl makes a couple of interactive tech toys that look fun. The tough, waterproof Wicked Ball rolls around automatically for up to eight hours with obstacle avoidance in three different modes to match your pooch's activity level. And the Wicked Bone is an even more fun chase toy because you can set it to automatic or control it manually from an app. Definitely reminiscent of Sphero who pioneered this space. Anyway. This crazy bone looks super fun because you can program nine different motions and it'll react differently, jumping and rolling and spinning, in response to how it's touched in those modes. Swift Paws is a great looking exercise chase game. You set it up in a park or backyard so they can chase a little flag around a four point shape, like a square, diamond, rectangle, whatever. You use stakes to fasten the drive unit and three pulleys into the ground, feed the included line through all four, tie on one of the compostable ties, and then trigger the flag, and therefore your dog, to race around from a handheld remote. Once they finally tucker out or just give up, it's time to head back inside, which they can do on their own thanks to smart pet doors. Sure Pet Care offers a cool looking system that will let out your pet but has a sensor on the outside designed to detect your pet's microchip before letting them automatically return back inside. All of this is captured by the system's optional internet-enabled hub accessory, which kind of looks like the top of a smooth cat's head with ears that light up, if that makes sense. This connectivity is what allows you, the pet owner, to use the app on your phone to remotely lock and unlock the door monitor long-term activity patterns and even create curfews to avoid them going out say overnight or when it's too cold Now we've never actually installed a do-it-yourself pet door But based on the videos on their site, it actually looks pretty doable whether going through a door wall or even glass Although if you have a sliding glass door to the outside, you should definitely check out Wazen Spelled W-A-Y-Z-N and pronounced like Ways in. Get it? Their website has all sorts of information to help you determine if your sliding door and size of dog are compatible. But the actual device looks super simple to install. Pretty much just a few minutes of sticking a really strong adhesive against the molding on one side and the sliding door on the other. So it's non-invasive and can easily be put out of the way for, say, parties, removed, or even moved to another door. When in use, it can be opened through motion detection, voice command to your Amazon smart speaker, or manually through the app, wherever you are. It seems super convenient, flexible, secure, since it's basically like having a metal rod guarding your door that you can remotely slide back on command, and affordable. If money is no object, you may want to go with a new system called MyQ. It won an innovation award at this year's Consumer Electronics Show and is just starting to become available this spring. Unlike the other two we mentioned, this one needs to be professionally installed. And it's, are you ready for this? $3,000 minus your refundable $100 deposit. Here's what you get for that. A custom-configured door. Yes, the whole door. Two high-definition video cameras with night vision. The portal sensor that knows to let your pet inside and a one-year video storage subscription naturally it has all sorts of useful features like the ones we discussed for the other two solutions but probably the coolest part is that from a ways away it doesn't look like a doggy door it just looks like a regular sturdy door okay so fido comes inside from the outdoors what's next let's make sure they're clean Dyson offers a groom tool that attaches to the hose on a bunch of their vacuum models. This accessory doesn't have any buttons or dials, but you can switch it from grooming to self-cleaning to storage mode with your thumb. It's essentially a good way to capture loose hair and dead skin cells from medium to long-haired dogs who aren't afraid of the sound of a vacuum. Bissell makes an all-in-one unit called the Bark Bath which looks like a much faster, less fussy, and minimally messy way to get your dog clean. It uses customizable nozzles, no rinse shampoo, and a tank that uses way less water than the traditional tub method. Best of all, you can use it to clean fur and other stuff left behind off of carpets and furniture. Their user guide provides training steps designed to desensitize noise-sensitive dogs to the sound of the vacuum, and it comes with a towel, mat, storage bag, and all sorts of other helpful accessories. So now that your doggie is all dolled up, it seems like the perfect time for some photos, right? Actually, these first two can be used anywhere. As seen on Shark Tank, so you know it has to be good. The Pooch Selfie is a two-part accessory designed to help you take pictures of your pooch actually looking at the camera, either with or without you in the frame. The first part is a plastic piece designed to clip onto your smartphone or tablet, even if it's in a case, and the second part is a squeaky tennis ball designed to be held by the first part, thus grabbing your dog's attention and tricking it in a nice way to look right into the camera. Ever wanted to see the world from your dog's perspective? Then you should definitely know about GoPro's fetch accessory. It's an adjustable harness and mount designed to fit dogs weighing 15 to 120 pounds. And depending on where you mount the action cam, you can get a great view from over their back of what they're seeing, or under their chest of what they're doing, like chewing on a bone or digging. Last on our list today is Paw Call, and it's a good one. It's basically a button that allows your pet to message and play games with you. In call mode, it blinks, they press the button and it sends you a message that the pet wants to chat with you through the company's pet chats product sold separately in game mode it blinks randomly and dispenses treats for whatever amount of time you prescribe just to be clear this is an accessory for another piece of tech rather than a standalone product in our opinion this clearly should have been called the pause button because what dog doesn't want to play with a button designed for pause Thanks again to our guests, brothers, Ken and Michael Ehrman. And thank you for listening, which you can do on Podbean, Player FM, Audible, iHeartRadio, or pretty much wherever you find your favorite audio programming. By the way, if you're just finding out about the family's TTO, be sure to go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. You'll hear about how to maximize your music and movies, work-from-home accessories, great tech to help you sleep and exercise, what gadgets to take on your next outdoor or travel adventures, and as with this episode, what to get for your extended tech family, including grandparents, kids, and pets. Our next episode will be our first live show. You're invited to join us Friday, March 19th, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time. With the help of my co-host, Chris Albrecht from The Spoon, we'll discuss cocktail hour gadgets. That's right. Cool technology you may not have heard of, but that can help you better enjoy wine, beer, cocktails, and blended drinks. Click the invitation in the show notes to listen in on your laptop or your Android or iOS phone. And in the meantime, remember, don't be left to your own devices. This podcast, copyrighted 2021, is the intellectual property of the Family CTO, a division of the Gadget Concierge Incorporated. All rights reserved.